Electric Friends, a Gary Newman podcast celebrating the tracks by a musical pioneer. the 22nd century, rampant consumerism, corporate greed and environmental neglect had turned Earth into a garbage-strewn wasteland, and a megacorporation had evacuated humanity to space, leaving robots to clean up the planet. 700 years later, in 2805, the cleanup has failed and the last remaining active robot has developed a personality. If that sounds familiar, then you've probably seen the Pixar animated film WALL-E, an excellent sci-fi movie from 2008, but it could also be applied to the themes of a certain Gary Newman song written and released back in 1979. For this episode of Electric Friends, we look back at the Pleasure Principle album track, M.E. Standing for mechanical engineering but pronounced as me in the song as a double meaning, ME is the fifth track on the Pleasure Principle, the last track of side one on the vinyl version. The track featured Gary Newman on vocals, keyboards and synthetic percussion, Paul Gardner on bass, Chris Payne on keyboards and viola and Cedric Sharpley on drums and percussion. And like the rest of the Pleasure Principle, ME is a science fiction tale. This one is told from the perspective of the last machine on earth after humanity had long since departed or died and the rest of his robot comrades have also broken down. Here he looks back on his and the Earth's life. Writing in his book Revolution, Gary said, Lyrically, the album continued with a smattering of sci-fi ideas, but it was not a theme album the way replicas had been. The songs are more a collection of thoughts I'd had about the way technology was evolving and where it would take us. Another song, ME, which stood for Mechanical Engineering, its model type, was about the thoughts of the last machine left alive. Long after the world was dead and humans were a thing of the past, this machine still lingered. For hundreds of years it waited, unable to die, utterly alone, but fully aware. So many songs I heard talked about the human condition, about love lost and found, but I wondered how a machine would feel. With so much talk of making machines self-aware in the future, I wondered about the kindness of that. It seemed horrific to me. And kicking off with an almost angry and lethargic synth moog riff with a flange effect and joined by Sharpley's drums and Gardner's bass, it really gives the impression of a sluggish robot going about its day and pondering its own existence. Gary's vocals kick in, here the machine already has a sombre and sad look at his state. He doesn't want to die alone, if they can even call it dying in the first place. Down. 
The second verse is joined by Chris Payne's string plucking, giving it a somewhat playful and naive feel while the robot wistfully looks back. After the instrumental break, the machine is now despondent. They realise that this is the end, and it's implied that he turns himself off. This part is strangely uh, emotional, as he is joined by Chris Payne's gorgeous viola playing. Um, it's not often, especially back then, that you get a classical style of music on an electronic synth-pop track. Uh, Gary did the same on other songs like Complex, and it works perfectly here as the machine admits defeat. then hear a typical Gary Newman synth break as the rest of the track is instrumental and we get treated to some truly beautiful harmonised synths as the song plays out. builds to a crescendo perhaps as the defiant machine goes out with dignity and takes control of its situation you can imagine the robot heading off into the sunset one last time before powering down with the earth laying there in ruins and silence minutes and 37 seconds perhaps it was too long to be a single but it definitely deserved more attention outside of Newman fans at the time it remains one of Newman's best ever songs in my opinion and one he continues to play live to this day it is his 18th most played song to date um, and I thought that would be higher uh, but interestingly after 1981 he only played it very sporadically and it wasn't until around 2009 that he started bringing it back regularly uh, Emmy has gone on to have various new forms of life in 2002 it was remixed and re-recorded by Gary for his hybrid album Album, giving it a much darker feel and it brought it up to date with Gary's new sound. covered a few times, uh, El Brutus did it for the 97 Random Tribute album. Uh, 
it was covered by the rock band Wand in 2015. by Mets in 2019. sampled of sorts the year it came out actually at the end of uh, Foxy's Party Boys in 1979 and of course in 2001 it formed the basis of the main riff of Basement Jax's Where's Your Head At giving Gary a top 10 hit of sorts that year the song also sampled Gary's This Wreckage I stupidly didn't properly appreciate until now, a Nine Inch Nails cover of Metal also uses the high synth line from ME towards the end. Also, you can uh, hear it in the background of the Wonder Woman 1984 film um, in a party scene. Probably the best thing about the film, to be honest, but that's another podcast. So just taking a look at your comments about the song on Twitter, Simon Rippin said, It ranks quite high during my teenage years, late night, headphones on. This song about isolation seemed to speak to my angsty self. I'd play the three albums from Tubeway Army to the Pleasure Principle back to back and was reading Philip K. Dick at the time. Uh, Bainsey said, Whole album was flawless. Got it from my big sister's boyfriend, John, on Christmas day 1979 he used to take the piss out of Newman relentlessly but I get I forgave him after my present uh, sat and listened to it on the headphones maybe four times back to back that evening obsessed uh, Guy Nichols said if I could only have one track left to listen ME would be it and Adrian Tudor said I loved ME when I first listened to Pleasure Principle as a kid it was a standout track but my taste evolved and it became stale but it was rebooted live opening the set in 2002 it was played with power spine tingling very catchy no wonder it's often and sampled but I prefer the later powerful version and on Facebook Chris Knox said if I could only take three Newman songs to a desert island uh, this would be one of them preferably the live version with said on drums and Frederick Kielberg said fantastic lyrics I learned them by heart and once this was in 1989 I recited them to a girl I just met and she was not impressed well her loss Frederick 
So looking at Newman News, he recently performed at the Bearded Theory Festival. Uh, Gary said on social media afterwards, a great way to end the most intense period of touring I think we've ever done. Uh, looking forward to a few days of doing as little as possible. So a well-earned rest, Gary. Uh, Gary's brother, John Webb, who goes by the name Donovan Silver, has just released his debut album, Alpha. Um, it's a bit of a synth masterpiece, so you should definitely check that out. And Gary's daughter, Raven, has been working with Aid Fenton on her debut album too, and hopefully we'll get first listens for that very soon. Uh, also, in my news, you can now follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and TikTok, actually. Um, it's all at Newman Podcast on all of those, so please give that a follow. Um, I've started to make uh, little TikTok versions of you know little clips from the podcast as well, so I'd love to see you on there. And as ever, please do subscribe to the show if you haven't already. It's on every platform you can think of. Uh, if you head to newmanpodcast.com, um, you'll be able to hear all the other episodes and yeah, please share it as ever with all your Newman pals. Um, so a few of you cited the 1980 living ornaments version of ME being the best ever. So I'll leave you with a burst of that, but until next time, bye for now. Celebrating the tracks by a musical pioneer. pioneer.